Testing one, two, three, test. Okay. I really wanted to ask like a lot of questions because after that, like the Melvin Villar fight. Yeah. I thought that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was. And, 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 and I'll break that down too. I'll, not, break, I'll break that down wait, too. Wait, so. Not in retirement terms, but like in that UFC call, Bellator call terms. And I told everybody, everybody, anybody who listens. If he wins this fight, when he wins this fight, he's going. That's it. And then, like, out of nowhere, they're like, Terry retired. I said, it's only two people in this sport that I said was going to go to that level. <laughs> and it was Curtis Blades, because I saw Curtis Blades fight once live. And I said, oh, that's it. Okay. And, like, his last fight before he was in Let's talk about that on there, because it's, it's, a, it's a weird story about that. So, you mention that when we go, and then we'll, we'll jump right in there. I bring it down. Yeah, we recorded already. Oh, okay. <laughs> we already recorded. Okay, I'll see you. You're going to edit it. You're going to edit it. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Me, I never had any UFC aspirations. I never had any Bellator aspirations. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to know but I never had any aspirations on making it to the big show. I literally fought because I learned to do this shit. God. You know what I mean? I'm an engineer. That's the beauty of how I was able to uh, get myself in all of the huge fights I was able to get to Coach Stadium. I was able to get Mike Santiago. I was able to get Bobby Moffitt. You know what I mean? I was able to get these fights because I never pressed myself outside of the fights. A lot of those guys say, man, you got to play this, you got to fight that. But man, when I fought with Lamar, I'm gonna ask Mike Davis. I'm in Anderson, Indiana, right? Right. And um, my youngest daughter had a soccer tournament. Me and my wife were down there at the soccer tournament, right? And I got a phone call. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, the opponent, um, oh man, he had a heart attack, man. I'm like, holy shit. They're like, yeah, man, the opponent had a heart attack. And you know, we're working on a replacement, man. You know, we got a little bit less than four weeks. A little bit over three, three and a half weeks. We're we'll find somebody. And, you know, we same attitude, man. Go get a fucking prisoner there. I don't give a fuck. So, like, you know, it is what it is. So, I'm sitting there, and I'm telling my wife, we're out in the soccer field. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm going to sit on Chris Blevins. Shout out to Chris Blevins, man. That's my home boy. He's back healthy. He's back training again. He's back teaching at his gym again. Shout out to Chris Blevins. So I told my wife, I said, you know, I text him. I'm going to make sure he's okay. Just going to stay focused on, on the fight. Got a little bit over three weeks to go, right? So me being a petty person I am, everybody knows me. So I text Gian Carlo. I say, hey, man, like, I talked to Pat McPherson about this, too. So Matt Gian Carlo. Oh, uh, Magic. Yeah, Jay Carlo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, matchmaker. So I said, hey, man, you know, would it make me a bad person if I, you know, wish something happened to Holmberg so I can get this Melvin Villar fight? Right. He called me like 10 seconds later. And um, he was like, dude, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? He goes, Andrew Holmberg broke his hand, bro. And I'm like, you're lying, man. He goes, oh. Yeah, man, we was trying to keep it quiet, right? Because he was trying to find a replacement to fight Melvin Hart, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, over broke his hand like last week, bro. And I'm like, let me get that, right? I'm like, let me get that. I'm like, look, his opponent hurt, my opponent hurt. Like, it only makes sense, right? He goes, you know what? Let me talk to Mike Davis. Right. Right. So, 
Mike Davis called me back. He goes, hey, man, like, uh, I'll just bring Melvin in. We'll do a fucking guest appearance. We'll have him sign some autographs and blah, blah, blah. I said, bullshit, no, dude. No, no, I was like, no. come on, man. That's like, you know, let me get that, man. I was like, dude, let me get that. When I saw that, I was like, that's the fight. That's the fight to make. If you're going to make a fight for that type of show, it's Melvin Goliath. He goes, I said, man, I'll bump up to 70, man. I don't give a shit, man. I was supposed to fight at 155. And uh, Mike Davis goes, yeah, I'm just going to do a guest appearance, man. I said, man, I've never asked you for anything in my life. I've known you before this MMA shit. You're right. I'm asking for this fight. You're Let right. me get it. He goes, let me think about it. What is there to, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is there to think about? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to speculate. Not, we actually never talked about it. Even being friends. We've talked so much, we talked on the phone after this, we never had this actual discussion. I was just like, played it, whatever. But he called me back like 30 minutes later and was like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, it makes sense. And I'm like, okay. That's how I got the money for the fight, man. I'm and, a, um, I'm gonna speculate. I might, I love Mike, but that was, uh, that was probably all like some, no, it's this, and you're, because you're low. Yeah, I mean, and so Melvin, you know, Melvin, he been to the UFC, he had his 10 years and all these events and all this shit. See, here's, here's the thing, and this is the problem when it comes to MMA. People see the name, you know what I'm saying, but they don't understand, like, he's a man just like I am. He trains just like I am. You see him on people, you see him on TV, you idolize these people. But then, like, a real true person who's into MMA, you compare the records and you realize that I'm part of Jesse's many tough guys that he has. When you go down my record and you see Mike Santiago and you see Cody Staten and you see Bobby Moffitt and you see Bobby Evans and you know what I'm saying, you yeah. see James Paul, but you're like, holy shit, like, wait a minute, this this man done been around. Like, this this isn't an easy fight for Melvin. And people start to look like, hey man, like, it's a couple of, you know, writers, like, if y'all think this is going to be an easy fight for Melvin and you know what I mean? Like, I, I saw it, I talked to a couple of people and they were like, oh man, it's Melvin, yeah, it's Melvin Gallard. But it's Terry House, you know, and, and, and that was that was that was the thing too, man. And, and that's, I, I, I felt that disrespect, you know, like, hey, man, like, it's me, man. Right. You know what I mean? I've never been hurt in a fight. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he hit hard, I hit hard too, you know. But that, that, that's just the nature of the business. That's how it goes, man. I didn't take. I had a guy call me on Facebook, man. I had a guy call me on Facebook Messenger, quick video. I said, hey, man. My favorite fighter, bro. That's Melvin Gillard, man. I'm afraid you're gonna lose that one. Call your messenger, man. I'm like, man, for real? I'm like, why you think that? Oh, man, it's Melvin Gillard, man. He fought for the belt, title, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's fought for the title. I said, you know what? I appreciate, I said, I appreciate your criticism. I appreciate your criticism. You know what I mean? Uh, put your money where your mouth is. Right. I'm betting on myself. Ain't nobody gonna take that bet. <laughs> I'm, bet, I'm betting on Anybody myself. Anybody that's seen you fight, you should take that bet. Yeah. Yeah. So I went out there, I went out there, man, and you know, it, was, it, was, it was my night, man. Yeah. It was my night, it was a good fight. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, at this point, why did I get that you didn't have aspirations to go to the UFC? But you know it was there. Like it's like. It's like when um, when Curtis fought, if he wouldn't have went, I would have had the same question. What the hell did you think? Because when Curtis Blades fought and I saw him, he double fist, he's double fisting. The dude's on his side, he's double fisting him and it looked like he's <laughs> just, <laughs> like he's just giving it to him. He's giving him the business. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a journeyman. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a journeyman. 
so it was good. Uh, but Guido was, Guido was, was Guido. He went to the UFC. He, I mean, he got there, but he didn't, you know? Well, I mean, I grew up in the sport under Eddie Wildman, under John Colossi, Gil Torres, Keith Wisniewski, Josh Shockley, all those guys that had so much success in the UFC. And I got to see the politics behind it, and it just didn't do it for me. Right. It just wasn't enough for me to just get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you get there, and then what? You know what I mean? And then, as far as like Martin and Brandon, my name, let's say I do get to the UFC, and now I'm a leader in the haystack. I might fight tonight, and I might not fight again for a year, year and a half. Therefore, to stay local, you right. stay busy. So, my thing was, I mean, when it came to Marvin and my name and Marvin and the brand of Brickhouse, I'd rather be, you know, huge on the vocals and be, all right, well, I lay my head at Right. Go to sleep at night. I'd rather, I'd rather lay my head comfortably in my own bed at night in my own city, have that respect for my own peers. You know, being on the national stage, it, it comes with a lot of responsibility, a lot of scrutiny and things like that. And um, I, I just like to be, I like sleeping in my own bed and I can go and fight. There's just certain aspects of being local that just I appreciated that I didn't want to give up. You know what I mean? And it was just, you were able to stay busy. And if you, did, if you break down the numbers, you know, those more love with UFC guys. I'm making the same amount of money as in not going. Yeah, Once you sign with the UFC, they give up so much privilege as far as like making money on the side and I don't have to be an old woman. You know what I mean? So we looked at that. You know, there's not much money in the sport, but there's more money being a a prize local level fighter than a low level UFC guy. There's actually more money out there for the two money money. I've seen a couple guys that went to the UFC from here that gave away a lot. Yeah. They got back and was like, well, I had to pay this, I had to do that, I had to do that. Hey man, I just, I just came back, I just, I, I, I just came back from Vegas, man. I was out at Vegas at Extreme Tour, and um, I was out there training with the guys out there, and I had a really interesting conversation with Cody Stamen, man. Like, that's yeah. my, my buddy, you know, and he was like, man, I'm on my fourth UFC contract, and you know, now they got to pay me what I'm worth, and can't get a fight. Right. That's what happens. They're monopolizing the sport, you know. Yeah. And then now they're signing all of these guys off the contender. You get three and one guys, four and one guys, five and no guys coming off the contender series, and they go over the lot of stuff with those guys. And the guys that's supposed to be making six figures now for the money can't even get in the cage because they're loading up these ESPN cards and these cards with these guys that's making forty six thousand dollars, man. Or it's the, the guys that fight under Khabib and things they, like that. You know, like Khabib's politics behind it. Hey, and roster, the no. roster is mostly. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> Same thing as with Bellator. All those guys, those Conor McGregor guys, those, yeah. guys, those guys from Ireland, man, and that one kid who sucks, man. <laughs> Thank God for Sergio Pettis, man, because if Sergio Pettis wasn't in Bellator, they would that Gallagher kid. Oh God, he stinks like a bag Dude. of assholes, man. He sucks. You know but they keep funny? building him up. You know what's funny? I was supposed to fight Sergio Pettis. Yes, and I didn't. This was before there was an epic. Oh, okay. Like this is years and years ago. And I got the call and I'm like, yeah, I'll take the fight. And then they were like, uh, we pick somebody else because you're coming too far away. Mm. Almost had that one. Right, and then oh, he went to man. the UFC, and I was oh, like, "That's Sergio Pettis. Oh, <laughs> that is not Sergio Pettis." Oh man. Like, boy, yeah. he's good, man. Yeah, he's good. About to have him, man. You know, he is. He's and Kevin Lee's looking for work. They yeah. can <laughs> snatch him up before uh, uh, bare knuckle fighting championship get him. But they got money. <laughs> bare knuckle. See, like they got money. I thought uh, bare knuckle I'll got money, man. man. But let me explain something. <laughs> I ain't that tough. <laughs> you know.
No, that's I, tough and crazy. I am not that tough. <laughs> bare knuckle. I mean, if I get into it with a cat on the street, it'd be the bare knuckle. I mean, you know, I'm going to have to handle it. But the, the standing across the, you know, the ring with a skill fighter, just bare knuckle fighter, like, I'm not that tough. Right. I am. Look, I'm not that tough either. <laughs> but you got, it's another level of crazy. Yeah, Sometimes that, that, you need that, that, that money. Definitely that another money. level. Like, you know, they're paying that low level guys more than Dude, Paige oh, Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt, the prettiest, probably not the prettiest, but one of the top pretty girls in the MMA went to it just for the money. She can't fight to save her goddamn life. You know, she just can't. They, they can't get up here to save her life. No. They found the weakest person ever to get in there for her. She beat her. Like, right. Go ahead and model. Right. Make your money. Go ahead and model. What are they, what are they doing? Our OnlyFans now? Yeah. Start your OnlyFans. I mean, because like fighting, I mean, she just. just uh. Yeah. Jessica, I get it. Look, Jessica. Hey. She got her OnlyFans. She, she posted. Look. Hey, man. Her last Instagram post in front of a motorcycle in the desert with a bikini on. None of that works. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have all that, so I don't follow all that. But I know, like, these a lot of these professional women wrestlers and fighters and stuff are getting OnlyFans and making a lot of money. And uh, Paige Van Zandt, she's a, she's a beautiful woman. She's just not a really good fighter. And oh. keeping their number fighting championship, keep building her up. And she's just getting her. I mean, she should. She should have definitely beat that last girl. Yeah. And put her in the square circle with her. But she got her noodle baked. Oh she man, it was bad. She's with a fighter. She's with some fighter. And is he good? I don't know. <laughs> well, we sit here and try to figure out who he is. <laughs> yeah. Is, 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 is we talking Misha Tate, Brian Caraway with no, the fighter? I mean, was with Brian a fighter. Car- I mean, Brian Caraway was. He weirdo, man. He wasn't Misha Tate. Oh, oh man, he was he was Misha Tate. He was Misha Tate's boyfriend. She right, wasn't his girlfriend. Right. That's oh, what I'm saying. Like it's just it, they're gonna get me in trouble, man. Because I, cause I you, cause you know I talk my shit. You know me too. So that's <laughs> where we at. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna go back to the street and tell him Caraway gonna be mean boy to me. Oh man, he's about to beat his ass. Who cares? <laughs>
showboat. Only time he showboated was the time he was supposed to, and that's when he jumped over mm -hmm. the cave. Was yeah, it was him, right? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, he jumped. I don't think he was showboating. No, I no, think he, he was playing. He yeah, yeah, he wanted to smoke. Yeah, he wanted that smoke. McGregor was talking about his family, about yeah. his pops. And pops eventually passed away. Right, and talking about his family's religion and but when, but like he retired, made his money. And now he became Twitter figures and yeah. he didn't want to fight no more. Uh -huh. It's like, dude, if you walking away, walk the fuck away. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's looking to see how this lightweight division shit play out. Yeah. Because everybody that's in the mix right now, he done beat their ass. The only person he has involved is Oliveira. Yeah. So he's trying to see how this shit play out. Now, if yeah. Oliveira is still on top when it's all said and done, don't be surprised if he comes back out and take that crack at Oliveira because he has no interest in he has no interest in what's the other motherfucker? Gaethje, he beat him up. You know what I'm saying? Gaethje. Yeah, Gaethje. He beat everybody up. The only person he hasn't fought is Oliveira. Right. So, honestly, I believe in my mind, he's just waiting to see how this shit play out. I guarantee you he's still training. I guarantee you he's because he cleared I mean, out the division yeah. and took off. You know what I'm saying? So, in, in my honest opinion, if I had to guess, I'm thinking he's waiting. If Charles Oliveira end up on top at the end of the year, I thought all the said and done. Khabib comes back and they, they throw it out. That's the only person he hasn't beaten. Right? I see February. Yep. So That's the only person he hasn't beaten. But so who do you got between Oliveira and Poirier? Look, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this. Dustin Poirier's resume, uh, since his first loss to McGregor, is better than half the division's career. Yeah. This is what people don't understand. McGregor didn't, didn't fight that. that. McGregor didn't fight that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what people, if, Google, if you don't understand, if people think of bullshit, Google his record since the first loss to McGregor. Right. It's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Just his record out he here. Just He's him. just a different breed of man, different breed of fighter. He's been better every time than he was the last time. So he was better this fight than the last one. He got even better this time. He was three times better this time. He was better this time, better this time. He's getting better now. Yeah. And see that that Conor fight, that last Conor fight, all that stuff Conor could say, but Poirier pieced him up, bell to bell. It was, uh, it, was it was it was very very. It was a clinic. It, it was it was in, it was in the making of being part two, a continuation of what you did. The <laughs> it was a clinic. There was no way. It was unfortunate what happened to Conor. It wasn't unfortunate. It wasn't unfortunate. Was. You know, God don't God don't like ugly. You know, I hate you treating folks like that. You being the way you are. You know what I mean? You think. Money gonna keep you from getting and all this other bullshit, you know. You well, know. See, the man upstairs got a way of uh, feeding you some humble pie. I'm a huge McGregor fan. Huge McGregor fan. I that never win. liked him. For real? I never liked him. <laughs> that I never liked him. In my opinion, uh -huh. these are just my opinions. The best thing that ever happened to McGregor was him being able to make 145. Uh, the minute he couldn't make 145 no more, that's when he got in trouble. He ran yeah. up on 155, but he ran up on guys my size. Bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was the best thing that ever happened to him. He went up on the 55 and like I said, you know, I mean, hell, if he would have fought Aldo the second time, he would have got his ass with Aldo just, Aldo made the fight too personal and yeah. he walked into a left hand and got knocked out. That's, that's why I tell people all the time. I had a guy on mine, uh, he's fighting now in a couple weeks. The guy put a picture of him, did some shit to his face on the post and sent it to him. Oh, 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 I'm so pissed. I'm like, hey, man, don't make this shit personal. Right. You know what I'm saying? People are making your ass beat. This is business. <laughs> Go out there and do that. Right. When you make this fight personal, you don't have a beat with that man. 
to sell the tickets, you're going to his hometown. Right. He has to do that to get the people to come. Exactly. Why are you getting upset with some goofy ass shit like that and a motherfucker put an axe across your face on the poster? No, go out there, stay focused and handle your business, man. If you can come back home. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. Man, you know, yeah, shit, Joe Dumbass. Oh, man, they're so, oh, they so egocentric, man. It don't make no sense, man. Fucking YouTubers. Everything is a YouTube video, man. These motherfuckers get in the gym now, man, and they train for an hour and they spend two hours taking pictures. Yeah. And posting videos. That's how you know. Don't even know that they're pony. The first thing they do is go to their page and look them up and see, you know. That's why every time I post something, I post a sweat when I'm done. You never see when I'm in the gym. I wish I would be in the gym posting a video and be hitting ads. I used to do that. I used to do that, and then the dude that I was fighting didn't show for the fight, and everybody was like, it's because of the videos you posted. You I started that. Yeah. yeah, I started. Yeah. I, uh, I, it's just, I'm, 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 a, I'm an overall private person anyway. Yeah. I post on Facebook and Instagram 24 hours a day, man. You'd be surprised how much people don't know about me. It'd be funny. Because I'm that private. It's the funniest thing around, though. I'm that private. <laughs> You're going to get these fucking memes. You'll get a couple of fight videos, stars like me, background, shit like that, but... Person, right. you'd be surprised how many people don't know. Right, <laughs> no. and then I'm online 24 hours a day. Yeah. I'm at work online. I'm, I'm, I'm online. We're fixing the machine, and I'm posting. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. These people, because everybody thinks just because they're your friend on Facebook that we're friends yeah. in real life. Yeah. Gotta, oh, man. Yeah, you got it. I'm, I'm a very private person. I'm private when it comes to my training. I'm private when it comes to everything. When it comes to my family, right. you know what I mean. And um, that's just how I roll, man. And like I said, these kids these days, they want you to. Like I said, man, and, and I try to tell, I try to tell our youngsters here, you know, uh, looking for uh, that self gratification and looking for, you know, uh, uh, the, the other people. It only makes you look stupid. Yeah. It only makes you look stupid. Do your thing. Do your thing. Come in the gym, and it's crazy, man. I had a guy, man. I got, I got a guy that wants to train with me now, and um. Can't put his phone down for an hour, man. That's your fucking voice like a grown ass man. This man just turned 38 years old like a couple weeks ago, right? And I have to tell him, like, hey, bro, I told you get some fucking water, bro. Not go check your Don't phone. Don't take your phone. What's your Instagram? It's unbelievable, man. People think this shit is for clout. They come in here and they think, like, oh, man, I'm for training. I'm a UFC fighter. And he's right there in the street. And the street motherfuckers who got low hands will still beat your ass. You know I what remember I'm when I was getting ready for fights and, like, I was when it was young, when it was a young sport, like 08, 09, oh, yeah. 2010. <laughs> Good days. It was. <laughs> right, it oh, was. Man. And I remember going to promoters, like, I booked a couple asses. I was ready. I knew that it was. I'm in my lane now. I'm mm -hmm. good. Let's go. Let me let me get these fights. The promoter's like, nah. And I'm like, why? He was like, well, we, nobody really knows you. You know. I was like, dude, I've been doing this for years. People know me. They were like, okay, fine. But you don't sell yourself. You don't market yourself. Mm -hmm. That's your job. You're the promoter. I, I will come. I will. So that's when I started posting fight videos. Mm -hmm. And posting training videos. This, this is what this is what I learned, you know. And by the way, the promoter was correct. His job is to promote right. the event. His job is not to promote you. Your right. job is to promote yourself. And I learned that early. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I me that too. Early. And I took that. I learned that early. And that's why. I, that's why I took social media before that, before blowing up like that. I was blowing up social media. And what I learned was, you can post like videos all day long. Mm -hmm. People are watching. They'll like them. They'll love them. But 
they will never get interested in you fighting until they learn a little bit about you. When people started learning just little simple things about me, like, holy fuck, like, this man don't drink nothing but water. And then let me break it down to you. Like, it's, it's unbelievable because now I can post a picture and say, what's in my cup? I'll get a fucking thousand comments and say, bro, it's crown pearl. Which flavor? Which flavor? Which flavor? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Guess what that led to? Sponsorship with crown pearl. Yeah. Somebody from the representative hit me up like, hey, man, let's do business. Right. Freaking a sponsorship with crown pearl. Because I let the world know just something a little bit personal about myself. Yeah, like crown pearl. Another guilty pleasure of mine when I'm not training a cigar. So now I got a cigar and a and a shot of power on me all the time. Take that picture. Guess, guess what it led to? Partnership with Brickhouse Cigars. They call me Terry the Brickhouse. Right. You know, reach out to Brickhouse Cigars. Hey, you know? Yeah. I mean, it opened up doors. You never know when you when you when you're out here trying to sell yourself. You have to sell yourself. You have to sell. If people have to know you. They don't have to know your personal life about your family and stuff and this like that, but something personal about you to get them more uh, into you other than you throwing kicks on the bag and shit like that. Because after a while, this shit gets boring. I'm, I'm only gonna watch so many of your fucking fight videos before I'm like, okay, motherfucker, like, you know what I mean? Like, you watch these boxes hit past in 50 straight minutes, I mean, they can box. They shit look good. Yeah. And then they go out there and boom, you know what I mean? Right. You know, so making videos is, is okay, but you have to let people know about you and transition it over to the game. And I, I was fortunate enough to figure out how to do it. You know what I mean? And back in the day, man, I was, I was about some fight tickets like dope, man. I was selling motherfuckers like watch, bro. I was out in the streets selling fight tickets, bro. And I was getting, when I was getting people to come to fights, I would tell them, hey, this ticket is $25. Okay? Come to this fight. If you don't like it, give me your fucking money back. You serious? Bro, buy a fucking ticket to the fight. If you don't like it, give me your fucking money back. And it started out with, that shit, you know. I mean, it's 2006, my first fight, so yeah. it wasn't that many of us. Yeah, but, if I was like, so I'm hearing, I'm hearing shit like that. Fucking drunk ass white boys and body. Yeah, that shit to them, and I'm like, no, it's a fucking sport, bro. Like, all them hillbillies out there. So it went from that to, all right, man, y'all buy a fucking ticket, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I come support you. I ain't watching that bullshit. Like, I come watch you do your thing, and I'm leaving. Right. Cool. Then they come to the fight, and it's like, damn, where's the next one? That's how damn, I was for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, hey, so now I'm like, hey, you coming to the next one, right? I bring somebody with you. So now you bring somebody with you. So my boy want to come. So now I'm making deals with you, okay? If you, it's three of y'all want to come, okay, buy two tickets, I'll give you third. Right. What? So now I'm telling the promoters, like, yeah, I gave away like 25 tickets. But you did what? I gave, I, you want the six for, right? Right. Yeah. So I sold 80. I gave away 25. Yeah. And, and, and certain promoters would be mad. Yeah. Um, but other promoters like, yeah, I got people in the stands. I'm like, those people are gonna come next time. So I guess how I started building, you know, people up like that. I fought down with a lot now. I sold 792 tickets. God. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just of you. That's not him. That's you. Man, we not even talking about pay-per-view views. Right, that's about it. Yeah, man. You know, so I mean, you know, people so long, when people support you, they'll support you. I got, I got my little brother right now. He lives in McLean, Texas. That's a border city. He's down at about South Carolina, Texas. Okay. He bought five tickets 
just the other day by hey bro, give him a word, I can't make it. That's the kind of support I get now. Right. Hey bro, I can't make it to the fight, you know I'm dying in Texas, I just got here doing my thing, but I'm buying tickets on my phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So here's all the love, you know what I'm saying? Give him a word. Hey man, a couple of kids in the gym so they come to fight. Motherfucker, hey man, like, I gotta work bro, I'll buy three, I'll buy a couple. Like right now, I sold a significant amount, but I got like eight left. I can literally go to Facebook and say, hey man, I don't want to take these fucking tickets back, somebody buy them. Right. And they'll buy them because they know that that's how I make money off ticket sales and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll give the motherfuckers away. I'll go to the fights and people be standing outside waiting to buy tickets and I'll pass them out. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I got the love. And that's, you get that love locally. Right. Which is why it, it gets me back to why the fuck the UFC. <laughs> you can't get that type of love in the UFC. No. You know what I'm saying? You don't get that type of love in Bellator. You don't get that type of love in, you know what I'm saying? You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Bellator had this fucking shit in their contract, man. But basically, back in the day, I'm not sure how it is now because I don't fuck with him. But like back in 2011, 12, when we was rocking on Bellator, they had this thing where you had to sell 100 tickets. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I meant to ask Fine, you about right? that. Because you sell 100 tickets, right? But you can't sell 100 Bellator tickets. Because the bitch is starting at 68 bucks. Right. This is 2011. So the ticket's starting at 68 bucks. And they're not giving you a bunch of fucking journal missions. They're giving you upper level, lower level, bottom level. So you have, they go from 68 bucks to like 120. Right. Then you get 100. And if you don't sell them, it's in your contract. If you don't sell them, you might as well give them away because you just fucking bought them. Right. I'm just asking that because when you were in Bellator, I heard this rumor. Because believe it or not, I was trying to get there. And I was trying to do everything I could. That's how I ended up in one of the fights that I had. But anyway, I heard this thing where once you fought for them once, you had to wait a year before you could fight again outside of Bellator. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> when, when Bellator was signing those multi-contract deals back in the day, that's just what it was. It was a three-fight contract. Which means you can fight today, probably won't fight again for three years. Two years. So what they did was... They signed these local guys and these multi-fight contract deals and waited until they came back in this area so they could sell tickets. So they wasn't bringing you to Lincoln, Nebraska to the next show or right. three months down the line in Atlantic City. You was going to wait until they bring their ass back to the horseshoe. You know what I'm saying? Or the All-State Arena in Chicago. You know what I mean? Right. You have to wait until they come back in this area because we need you to sell the tickets. So that's so how... See what I'm saying? That's when, so uh, that's when you get... But they will allow you to fight on other promotions but the UFC. So let's just say you signed a two, three fight deal with Bellator, right? You fought tonight, right? Uh, then the UFC call your gym and say, hey man, we need to fuck a replacement at the United Center for fucking 25. And you like, let's go, let's do this. They go, no, you have a fucking contract with us. Well, they won't release you to go fight for the UFC, but they'll let you go fight for a small promotion down in Savannah, Georgia. Go ahead, they'll let you go. They'll let you go fight in North Dakota. They'll right. let you go fight in Puerto Rico. They'll let you do that. Right. But that's the problem. Because what happened was back in the day, a lot of guys was getting called up last minute, man. Last minute, UFC came to the United States. They wanted guys around here. Yeah. So they were calling, hey, we need talent, we need talent. These guys were stuck under these military contracts and you know, they couldn't get out, man. You, know, you had to get lawyers to try to buy your way out of your contract, man. And let's let, let's go back to the ticket situation. Let's just say you only sold for it. Now you got 60 tickets that you might as well give away, right? Right. And let's just say Bellator, and we're just going to say for fuck's sake, they, stay, they gave you a 2,000 3,000 fight okay? So now, you 60 tickets in a hole, right? Okay? So now you're fighting to win. Because you, you, you got to win. You ain't got no money. 
Because now you gotta pay these, you gotta pay for these fucking tickets. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let's just say you lose. So now you only got three grand instead of six, right? And you spent the eight hundred dollars worth of tickets in the hole with them. Now you gave me three grand. You owe you two eight hundred. You know what they finna do? They finna fucking sue you for that two eight hundred because you won. Are you serious? But ask Kenny Booker. That was under, what's his name though? Bjorn, that was under Bjorn Remy though. Is it, yeah, is that it was under Bjorn Remy. They're the same now, I don't know what, what they're doing now is just fucking shit, man. <laughs> you know, because like I said, they're marketing those guys overseas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, and they're, they're getting like that for the rest of the US town. They want those like, it's hard to get on the Bellator card now. Yeah. It's really, really hard to get on the Bellator card now. And they were when they were doing it to Bijan. The one thing Bijan Bradley did get right was the way he did the card. The card was real. Because a lot of people didn't know Bellator had like twenty fucking fights. Oh, bro, Bellator had between fifteen and twenty fucking fights because you had all the local fighters filling up the seats. So you got all these local guys come fight the Bellator, blah 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 blah, right? So now you got a you got a you got a prelim. And a postman card. You oh, see what I'm saying? So now you gotta go to Bellator.com to watch the prelims and the fights afterwards, right? Or like you say, a boy house fight, you buy a ticket for one of those bike, right? Right. So the way they did it, it was the ticket sales in reverse. Let me uh, give you an example. The guys who sold the most tickets fought last. The guys that sold the least amount of tickets fought first. So you got five fights, five um TV fights, and then five fights afterwards. So people who sold the least amount of tickets fall first. Okay? So you have those five fights that led up to the TV show. So you get on the TV show, you get to see Mike Chandler, you get to see motherfucking Bill Will Brooks. That's my boy. I just uh, did his fight a couple weeks ago in Fort Wayne. He did his fucking thing, man. Did his fucking thing. Yo, boy, he Will threw Brooks. out the first pitch at the Sox game yeah. on my birthday. Yeah. I was like, oh, so, shit. so now you got, the, you got the five people who sold the least amount of fights. Uh-huh. Now you got the TV fights. And then after the TV goes on, now you got the people who sold the most tickets. Because think about it. Why would you go to fucking Horseshoe Casino and watch Michael Challenge and blah, 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 and whoever's in the UFC when you get the best seat in the house home on TV? Right. But you go see your favorite fighter locally. Yeah. You go see a person from your gym, blah, 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 blah. So if you sold a hundred, couple hundred tickets to the you was fighting last, sir. Yeah. And you wait. You was waiting. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when that TV call went out, ask Lloyd Carter. Roy Carter showed him sold his shit ton of fucking tickets for the Bella 12 fight. He got there at 2 30 afternoon. He ain't fight till midnight. Jesus. <laughs> I think I was just saying, you know what, bro? You know what I mean? Just, just Roy Carter way. sold a lot of tickets, man. He thought that Brazil was down there. He whooped his ass. Thought that Brazil was his first fight in the States. They lied told him the kid was 9 and 5. Kid was 275. It's one of those, his record's this year, they say, he's, 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 he's nine. He's nine and five, it's his first fight in the States, he don't speak English, motherfucker was 27 and five, but he ran up on the board call. Lloyd's a gamer. Lloyd's a motherfucking gamer, man. Nah. But yeah, man, like, you know, the game has changed, man. The game has changed, you know. Alright, speaking of, since we've got Kanye playing in the background, I think we can just switch this a little bit. Okay, so. I'm sure you've seen all the stuff with Kanye. I know you heard Don, the album Don. I know you heard it. Everybody, you have it? I have it. How the fuck with him? Dude, that album's a masterpiece. It's a, it's a, why not? Because <laughs> let me, let me rephrase that. It's not that I don't fuck with Kanye. 
I'm a lover. I don't listen to rap music. So you like certified lover? I'm a certified lover boy. I'm telling you, if you turn my car on right now, okay, right now, when I get ready to leave, okay, I got motherfucking God Mice by Earth, Wind, and Fire playing on the radio. Oh, you see what I'm saying? When I tell you it's 70s, 80s, and 90s R&B. My boys did the college, like, come on, G, damn, like, yeah. man, you can go get out, like, y'all already know what it is. So it's not that I'm going to come here, I'm going to some rap music. The hardest it may ever be for me, I might throw a little eight ball and JG in there, a little Magic Man from the 90s. It's race right. But that's a, that's a love song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a rap, you, you get what I'm saying? But, like, far as, like, now, nah, like, I don't listen to it, so I have it. He said something, I have it. Freak out, back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 um, I hate riding in the compliment, man. You know my wife might be like, nah, yeah, yeah, I listen to this shit all the way there. Like, you know, she Dude, might go hip hop too. My girl, like, like, if you don't shut my girl, all Drake, it's Drake. <laughs> If I get in the car with her, it's Drake, country music, and right now, every time we get in the car, it's Christmas music, and I'm about to jump out the window, because oh, I'm not man. a Christmas person. Oh, boy. So I'm like, oh, man, can we listen to something? I just put the earbuds in or something. Oh, man. you do that, too? Yes. Bro. Kids get in the car, be- Yeah, because we're kids. You be talking to them, and you be like, did you hear what I said? They be in the back, like, <laughs> kids in the car. They don't have no to do with you, you, man. And then they look at us like we crazy when we say what they say. What do you mean? Girl, like, you don't hear me talking to you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. Oh, okay. All right, bet, bet, oh, bet. Man, bet. So, let me, okay. I'll, I'll fall, and I had a whole, I had a whole family. Did I say a whole family? I had three kids. Right. Like, the whole thing, you know? It's hard to have that family support. It was hard for me, because I was told at one point, it's going to come down to either fighting or family. And you can't have both, and you're not gonna be the one to choose which one you lose. I'm living proof that you can't. Right. And, and this is what I you tell people. This is what, what I tell people all the time. If you got shit going on at home, don't even start your training camp. You right. fighting with your girl, you got problems at home. You go home and you got that, and you, you clean up the house, you take out the dinner, you fix that shit before you start your training camp because you know what I'm saying. You're gonna need. I, I needed my wife so many times. Yeah. I mean, my wife got the sauna with me. Laying on the fucking floor, laid me across her lap, and was telling niggas to step over. He'd be all right. Jeez, that's that's tough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's tough. See, that's the city. That's you what know what I mean. Every fighter don't have that. Right, you and know. It, so, just, like, I mean, family. You know, I, it, it, this is me. God. I'm a very religious person. I'm a very spiritual person. Okay, family, MMA, all in that order. Yeah, all in that order. And like I said, you you can have a family and. um before I make any decisions when it comes to MMA, I consult with my wife. I consult with my daughter. My oldest daughter is 20 years old now. And even now, from the time she was, you know, my youngest daughter was born into the sport. Now she's 13 and I talk to her. Hey, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think I should do? We have family meetings and things like this for this fight right here. Talk to everybody. We had a family meeting. What do you think? And um, um, they, they, they asked me one question, man. It was very interesting. He goes, like, man, you've done everything. You fought all these UFC veterans. You fought big, big fights, this, 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 and that. What is it that you haven't done in this sport yet that you want to do? Right. And it's crazy it? because I had what an answer. It? I can't put it out there right now. You know what I'm saying? But I gave him the answer, and my wife was like, huh. And my oldest daughter was like, huh. My youngest daughter was like, you know what? Huh. He said, go get it. 
Right. Okay. But he was still in Illinois. He just he was, he was working his way over to us. So he was he was fairly new. But I knew him and I liked him. And so Tom Schultz walks out and I'm like, fuck, like this is gonna look bad, right? So and whole time, no disrespect, Marcus. <laughs> but I'm like, he's gonna lose any fucking way. Yeah, look. Okay, right. Um, it he's wasn't lose that, any it wasn't that way. Like, 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 he's gonna lose any fucking way because it's fighting Tom Schultz. Right. I just hope it's not bad. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, I have, to, I, have to, I, have to, I have to look at you when I tell this story because it literally happened like this. And he goes out, and um, he's jabbing, he's reaching out, he's trying to fill each other out. And I'm like, okay. I was like, get your hands back. Yeah. Let me explain to you what happened. I'm telling him to get his hands up. As I'm saying, get your hands, head kick came. Yeah. Okay? Tom showed through a head kick. Five seconds into the fucking fight. Yeah. Okay. I said, get your hands. Yeah. My man went, he was out before he even, <laughs> he was out, okay, as he was going down. When he, he didn't even go down, he hit the cage, and the cage was holding him up like this. And he was out on his fucking feet, staring into the goddamn thing. And I'm sitting here like this, right? Because yeah. I'm cage side, looking at the cage, holding him up. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, right? So, yeah, yes. Get your hands. Now, do you want to know Cage my, held him up. Do you want to know my instructions before the fight? We were warming yeah. up. You want to know the instructions I gave you? Keep your hands up. Keep your fucking hands up because he's going to box you. You're going to try to box you. He's going to fight you. Keep I your didn't, fucking hands up. I didn't up. get it out. <laughs> I said, get your hands. He and leaned look, up against the cage. Look. He's out cold, eyes wide open. I'm like, shit, I can't kill him. We can laugh about this now, but that night I was like, this motherfucker, I could. Where did go? He gone. <laughs> you was gone. So the next, here's the crazy part. Tom Shove comes to training the next day. <laughs> oh my God. Tom Shove comes to the gym the next day because I think it's not. Oh, you good? Yeah. Tom Shove comes to training the next day. Okay? Because shit, he took more of a beating. And training that he did for the fight. Right. So Tom Sharp comes to the gym the next day, and I had to tell him like, "Hey man, they paid me to corner that dude. I was just hanging out in the crowd. They asked me because hey man, no, it's okay, it's okay." I said, "No, we training partners. You my brother. I don't want you to think there's no conflict of interest." I was like, "I literally got paid fifty bucks to corner this dude." Yeah. What's not? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I was like, "I just want you to know, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, moving forward, like we brothers. I don't want you to think that." And I didn't know you was fighting this dude. I came up and gave you a hug before the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they called me and asked me, corner this dude. And I'm like, oh, I guess the whole time I'm like, he finna get his ass beat. I just hope Tom either get it over with or, you know what I mean? It was bad, man. Oh, man. <laughs> when I tell you the cage help, I was talking, I talked to him. I told him, like, hey, you need to, you gotta, you gotta. Keep your head. Look, this dude's gonna fight you. You gotta keep your hands up. You gotta be ready to move. You gotta oh, stay moving. Do not stop in front of him. Oh man, and it was he bad. stopped. And I said, Jesus, it was bad. Help this boy. And I told him when we got back, when he got back in the back, because he got paid for that fight. He got paid. I'm pretty Cause sure because he took it on short notice. They barely, they barely paid him because, like I said. That was one of those moments. That was one of those fights he where kicked, he that he kicked his name out the phone book. Like, yeah. like no, like it was bad. Like, it was, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. No. Like, dude, like, dude, that was one of them fights that I was like, dude, he this, 
this just this it, it's just not good. That wasn't good. Me and sat the back and we talked about it. I was like, dude, I told you. I told you, keep your hands up. That was the only and like I said, coming in the gym the next day and you training and then Tom Show walks in like he didn't fight like ten hours ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. his hands up and I'm like, dude, like, really? Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't even want the weekend off? Right. You don't even want the weekend bro. off, bro? It was like, like Jesus. Oh man. It's it's unbelievable, man. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I <laughs> I, I couldn't believe anything that because I took all the instructions I get and you know we talked about it right we talked about it afterwards and he goes he was doing this thing like he was showing up for it. I was like I couldn't I mean he was like I couldn't let it go right he was like I couldn't let it go I could just let him show off in front of me like that I was like bro he didn't realize that fight was only like nine seconds so all that he claimed happened didn't happen like did you tell him like you know what I mean like honestly the fight was like nine seconds like when you watch he, he threw a couple he threw a jab he moved he threw a jab he moved damn like, right right Right, yeah. So what is he talking about? Like, and he did to him. And it, like, it was crazy. Happened. It was crazy. We can laugh about it now, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, he has a great sense of humor. Yeah, so he like, was mad. Yeah. He, was, he was mad at first because he was like, "Dude, I don't even know." I'm like, "I'm like, dude, you got paid. They paid you well, well. Mm. About like they paid me like they paid him like they paid me when I fought. It was a wrestler dude that they just like." 20 minutes notice. Mm. I ain't had no gloves, no shorts, gloves, or nothing. They found everything for me. They paid him like they paid me that mm. And I'm like, I know you got paid well. That dude got paid so. I, I ain't finna tell the business. Right, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. those situations that I was just like, bro, you got paid. Let's go. And we can go back to the drawing board. But after that, he went out. And he started, he, we heavy trained after that. Heavy, heavy training. He um got, he knocked out some dude, Daniel Velarde or something like that. Cold. Yeah, that was the motivation he needed, man. And yeah, I, he, I was happy he bounced back from that because a lot of times when you get knocked out like that and that severely, man, it fucks with you, you know. And yeah. um, it's, it's hard to even get back in the gym. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's mentally challenging to say the least. You know what I mean? And he was able to bounce back from that and he had a great performance. I saw that fight actually. Wasn't that the point at Tilly Park? Tilly Park Convention Center? I think so. I no. Melrose Park. Melrose Park, okay, because that's what that was the same night I got to talk to Miguel Torres and we talked about the situation with the one guy running out on me. Yeah. When he took he stepped in and took the fight out here at the Lake County Fairgrounds. Yep. So yeah, I, I, I remember Now I'll say this because fuck him. He's been known to not like guys who move on and do better that was in the gym with him. But he was in the gym with him. I was you in the gym he, with him. Yeah, he was in the gym with him. I was in there. And, and in he didn't he back in the day he didn't want those guys that was in the gym with him to succeed more than him. You know I gotta edit this part. You know I gotta edit this And I don't give a shit because he bailed on Neil Magny. Okay. Wow. Neil Magny went to the Ultimate Fighter and tried out, he came home and um uh, we, we were at Torres. I did not know that. We was at Torres on Indianapolis Boulevard training, and Neil Magny got the phone call. Shout out to Neil Magny. He still talks yeah. as well. And um, he got the phone call on the Monday. He said he needed to be 170 pounds by Friday. And we were actually training on Indianapolis Boulevard. Miguel stopped fucking with him right then and there. Okay? And we helped Neil get to, you know, he made 170. He went to the, the Austin fighter and look at him now. Yeah. And if you ask Neil, he'll tell you the same thing. Same Dude, thing. I did same, not know same, that. Same thing. But somebody else, I'm not going to say names because this guy still goes around. 
somebody else who started the breakthrough on his own. Oh, I know you're talking about. And his own name. I know exactly who you're talking about. acting funny I'm, towards I'm, I'm, him. I got him. And I got him. I'm sitting down with him. acting funny towards him. And, you know. Shout out to you. Know, you know, know, we know who we're talking know, about. I got we, him. We, we used to mention him. <laughs> Fiorevante, and then we went to Bellator, and then we go, oh, I'm talking too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. You know, and then the jealousy problem. got there, but you know. It's a couple. Of, and yeah. he's, he's not the only guy that he's done that to. Though. Oh, yeah. My best, like, my, the guy that I call my best friend, since I started, Jesus, maybe before. No, since the first day I walked in the girls' gym, when it was in Gold's gym. Yeah. World gym, whatever that gym is. Yeah, over on um, down in Highland. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But it was in there. That was the first time I ever walked in the gym. The first person I saw, my friend, his name's Dan Allstock. Biggest gloves on I've ever seen in my life. And Dan, he's he's not a fighter's fighter. He just fights. He want to fight. He want to train. And that's it. He'll fight. And he'll go home. He'll, he'll build some shit. He's like fucking Iron Man. Mm-hmm. This guy is, I, when I say Tony Stark, if you walk in his garage, dude, <laughs> Tony fucking You hear the bang and bang, 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 bang. Dude, you can ask my kid. My kid's over there every weekend. That's all he does. But this dude, he loves to fight. He'll train. He still, he don't fight now. He still mm-hmm. train like he fight. Mm-hmm. But you try to, he's telling me all the time. I try to talk to him, you know. He don't say nothing. Don't. It's another fighter. That I'm gonna interview. And I think we talk about the same person. We, I'm about to interview him. And he, he's on a nice little streak right now. And he's in a different promotion. I can't think of the name of the promotion, but he's in that promotion. He's on a nice little streak. A nice one. Undefeated streak. Oh, Just one. Just one. Yeah. Look. Yeah. 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 They was like this. It was a father son relationship, bro. I know you're talking about. And now it's like not even a not even a light on my wind. Let me let me tell you, let me tell you about that man. Okay? <laughs> I've known that man since he was a kid. Right. I mean literally since he was like 14, 15 we talk, years yeah, old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking yeah. about. I've known this guy, I've known that man since he was a fucking baby. And when I tell you he was 15 years old choking out brown belts. <laughs> Dude. And that man will be in the UFC so Yes. I'm no, already, I when I about. saw his last fight, I, I was like, that's I, it. I already, I already know who you're talking about. Matter, yeah. of fact, matter of fact, I went and got some rounds in with him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, dudes are these. <laughs> I was getting looks. I, I, I went and got some rounds in with him a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I was ready to talk about it. I was yeah. ready for my first kickboxing match. Yeah. And he was like, come on, man. We held, held that boy back for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Let's get, get some rounds in. He about, to, he about to have a lot of people calling my phone. They're going to be mad at me, boy. We ain't even broke the... We haven't, even, we haven't even broke the ice on any topic shit. Like, Dude. we just sitting here just shooting this shit, man. Right. That's how it's supposed to be. Oh, but they're going to be bad we gonna have to. We're going to uh, we gonna have to do a uh, back in the day, you know, with the cassette tapes where you had an A side and a B side. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. Yeah, we're going to have to do a B side. We're going to have to make them stick. They're going to want to stick some paper in the top and record over there. We're going to have to do a B side to this, man, because the A ain't enough, man. Dude, man. With that kid, Dude, I was getting ready for my first kickboxing match, and I'm gloved up. I'm boxing with a couple dudes, and I'm boxing with the Mexican Mexicans that got the speed they, mm-hmm. And I'm whooping that, wah, 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 okay. And I'm thinking I'm going to sit down, and this, he walks up. I, he got his gloves on. He stopped jiu-jitsu. Came over to kickbox. Let's, keep, let's go, let's go. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. No. 
Then I want that smoke. I did not know. <laughs> he's he's in one final. Yes. <laughs> I know. Jim, he's that guy he's under. Yes. Wonderful hands. He's, he's good. Wonderful hands. He's, 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 he's going to make it. I look forward to this fight, <laughs> yeah. I look forward I'm to talking about. I'm talking about this kid. Is, this kid is 7-1, 7 finishes, 7 submission of the Knights. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love this kid. This kid is a man. If it wasn't for him, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, when I trained for that first kickboxing match, I was at Miguel's gym. I was training with Gene. Yeah. I was at my friend's gym, and I was training with him. And I wasn't doing jujitsu. I was just doing straight kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And so, they were Miguel. It wasn't Miguel. It was one of them. like, come on, spar with the people. I spar with them. I did not want to spar with them. Wait. Oh. With him. <laughs> and shout out to him. <laughs> I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks, brother. I'm going to come back in. I'm going to get some rounds with you and the guy. But it was like when I was far with him. Yeah, you got to edit that out. Right. <laughs> oh, no, keep that yeah, shit. Gonna, right the fuck in. Keep it flowing. But look, oh, man. Because if I had to tell that, then I got to edit the whole thing. Ah, I don't want to edit the whole thing. I don't want to edit the whole thing. Man, I want all the smoke. I man. know, man. Because people don't be bad shit. I'm not, I'm not saying it as a tough guy. You know what I mean? Because I don't go around starting fights. Even the shit I talk on Facebook, man. I be downstairs in my basement on my couch. I don't go outside. So I'm not, I don't talk shit as if to be a tough guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But people, one thing, people, I, I tell people all the time. People talk shit about my delivery, about my tone, about everything. But you see my Facebook post. How many people come on my post and say that I'm wrong? Right, that's what I'm saying. And my grandfather told me when I was around five, six years old, he said, man, you talk too much. <laughs> my grandfather, I'm telling you, my grandfather told me a long time ago, he said, you talk too much. He said, but here's the thing. What I'm going to need for you to do is know what you're talking about. He's like, because as long as you spit in facts and know what you're talking about, they can never shut you up. Right. So he had me read a chapter of the book every night. Read the chapter this, read this, read that. Right, like, read right. this, read that, learn this, learn that. Know what the fuck you're talking about. If something pops up, research it before you come back. You know, don't speak on shit when you first hear about it. Do your research. Do, you know what I'm saying? Never trust anybody else's information. Always get your own information. So even though, let's just say some type of world event happens. Right. Let's give you an example. School shooting, blah, 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 blah. Everybody goes straight to Facebook. Oh, that's some bullshit, blah, 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 blah. I won't talk about it for two, three days down the line. If I decide to. Because I'm going to do the research. Right. I'm going to read this. I'm going to find out the facts. Now I want to have a discussion. Right. Because when I say what I got to say, it's based on facts, data, statistics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You want to come challenge on me how I'm fucking typing because I like to type the number two instead of the, the, <laughs> the, the, the word two. Right. You want to think I'm illiterate and I have a, uh, have a degree from Arizona State University and another advanced degree from Calumet College in St. Joseph. So don't let the Ebonics fool you. I'm still an you know That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so a lot of people come on and they want to challenge me because I type a certain way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't find it and then they find out that I'm very well learned and I'm college educated and I do my own research. Right. And, you know, it's the reason why I talk a lot. Right. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when it came to that Travis, the Travis Scott Astro World thing and all, all the stuff that happened yeah. in the fest, everybody ran to it. I've been, I waited. And yeah. I waited. I watched the stream. And then I waited. That's and what I watched the stream. Again. And I waited. And the one thing everybody keeps saying he didn't do is the one thing he, he did. did. He stopped the He stopped the yeah. It was the people. And the thing about it is, I, I'm, 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 I'm hearing now that people are declining. He's offering to pay for all these folks' funeral and they're declining because they're trying to sue them. 
Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> people don't explore them. The world is money driven you know? now. It's all about. It. Yeah. He's showing them. He's trying to do his best, pay his respects. But the kid, he's also the kid's what thirty. Yeah, I wish him the best. I hope all that situation works out. You know, like I'm condolences to the families. I said, I said, I hope, I hope. I know he got his girl, his daughter, whatever. But I hope there's somebody around him that's checking him mentally. Yeah, checking his mental. Because if they ain't checking his mental, and he got he got to sit with that, Mm -hmm. and he got to sit with the world going, he could have just stopped the show. He did. He said, in the middle of the song, hold on, hold up. There's something going on right there. Y'all need to fix mm-hmm. that. So but what's up with these? What's up with these? Uh, these, these, these these topics you want to talk about? Okay. Man? I mean, they, they, I heard you been wanting. I heard you been wanting to pick my brain apart, I, man. That was you know? that was the love of Goliath. I did not understand <laughs> it no, 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 no. because I told everybody, dude. I sat at home. I'm gonna tell you how much I told people. I sat at home and I just was going in fight forums and anybody that posted anything. Terry wins this fight, he's going to UFC. That was what I told everybody. He wins this fight, he's going to UFC. All right, I'm going to share a story with you <laughs> about the day of the weigh-ins leading up to the fight, how I knew I was going to win this fight. But I never told anybody this story. All right. Okay? We're going we're gonna, to we're tell it to your audience live. This is how I knew I was going to win this fight. Okay? All right. I knew I was going to win this fight. So, first of all, I got it. Once I realized I got the fight, I'm like, okay, either I'm going to win or I'm going to die trying. Mm-hmm. It's either victory or death. I was right. telling my coaches that. I was telling my wife that. My wife was like, "No, nah, baby, like, be my wife." It's like, it's, I mean, I don't want you to say that. No, fuck that. It's victory or death. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm training my ass off. I'm getting ready. Blah 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 blah. You know, weight was good because we're fighting one seventy. We can actually cut. We can go to side B after this. We can end it after this. Because this is this is wild. Right. This is wild. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> get to the weight ends. And um, I walk in there, and this motherfucker's hunched up over the chest, sitting in front of the commissioner, right? Sorry, you know, motherfucker's not on weight, right? His buddy walks up to me, he goes, how you doing, Mr. House? I'm like, don't even worry about it, bro. He goes, well, we got him down to 172. He was like 190 last night. I said, well, it don't really fucking matter, man. I was like, because, you know, we're going to fight regardless. So I went to the table, it was about 530. told the commissioner, I said, well, he can weigh in now. I was like, I'll wait till 6 o'clock. I said, let him win. I'm like, God, he's fucking dying. Right. Motherfucker, get on the scale. So about 10 minutes to, his ass is rehydrated. He got about, he got, he got, he had light, everything in his system. He feeling good. Six o'clock, we go to weigh in. Of course, they weigh the main, the weigh the main, in, main event in first. Right. I got on the scale. This motherfucker want to come standing there and watch me weigh in. The same nigga that just missed me about two times <laughs> want to watch me weigh in after I let him weigh in 30 minutes early, Jeez, right? Dude. So I get on the scale fully clothed. 166 pounds. He looked yeah. at me. I'm a 55er, bro. So now he got this look. Right. He got this fucking look like, yeah, right. So now they want us to do a stand-out picture, dude. He didn't want to do the stand-out picture. I haven't dyed my fucking hair yet. I don't like taking pictures until I dye my hair. You go look at the old stand-out picture. Hair wasn't colored yet. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. take pictures unless I do my stand-out and blah, 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 right? So what? the stand each other down and talking shit. I tried to tell him out of my breath. I said, you know, I'm, I'm a G of the city, right? He said, you're not going to look over there. 
Motherfucker looked over there, seen, seen folks and them sitting over there. Because like, you have to understand, like his last fight, he knocked the motherfucker out. He got into that light club and whole little nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, we not finna, we not finna do this around here. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, because right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Tearing house, I'm a motherfucking G I too. I'm a motherfucking G too, boy. Right. I got gangsters over here. So but you're not, whatever happens in the fight, happens in the fight. But you're not finna pull these antics right here because right. you got your fade, bro. You know I'm what I'm saying? City. So this I have a lot of them like, hey man, I'm, I'm the G right here. Chill. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now he look around seeing folks in them over there. Yeah, I said it, folks in them over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to do that, right? Right. So we're doing our own interviews and whatever. I like the interviewing. And he's standing there, he interviewing or whatever. And I'm just standing there waiting on my turn. So I go, I'm standing, I'm doing my interview. He's fucking standing in front of me, flexing and shit, right? You know what I mean? I'm trying to do my interview. So I'm trying to ignore the motherfucker, right? He's pissing my wife off. You know what I mean? He's like, right. So my brother was flying in from San Antonio late on that night. Right. Said I'll pick him up from the airport. This is where the story gets funny. Okay. So I'm driving to Midway. Imagine I live out here in Green Park, whatever. So I'm driving to Midway, and I get off on Cicero. You know, on Cicero. I'm doing like 90 down fucking Cicero, right? Because I got the music blasting, right? This plane coming in at 1 in the morning. That's 1210. Music blasting. So I'm just, right? Lights hit behind me, right? And I'm like, fuck, right? So uh, I pull over. And um, police officer walked up to the car. And he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, right? Uh-huh. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, he was like, Sir, I had you at like 92. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I was shocked because I didn't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, yeah, man. He was like, I literally wait till I got you down to like 69 before I clocked you, bro. Like, I yeah, got you up to like, nine. so I'm like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get to the airport. My brother playing coming in at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to get him. Whatever, right? And so... Yeah, the supervisor pulled up like, yeah, like, uh, you gotta take you to jail, sir. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, what? He was like, hold on. This is what we're gonna do. This is what the fucking police did, right? The police said, we're gonna park your car right here. Right here on this corner. This is in front of the parking building on 101st and Cicero. Okay, now I'm in Oak Park. I'm in Oak Park, right? So we're gonna park your car right here. The police station is around the fucking corner. He said, we're gonna take you. Your bill is only two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I said, okay, cool. I can't let it be. Like, yeah, okay. He said, we're gonna take you to the police station. We're gonna book you, and then we'll bring you back to your car, and we'll let you go about your way. I said, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This, no fucking way, right? And I was like, no, sir. Like, no, this is what we're gonna do. Like, just give us the keys to park. They gave me the keys. When they parked, they gave me the keys to the car. They put me in the back of the car. They put the handcuffs on in front. So now I'm going to jail, right? I get around my phone, and so now I'm texting my wife like, damn, I just got arrested. My wife jumped up, like, what the fuck? She texted me back. So she called me, and I'm like, look, you're not going to believe this shit. Right? She like, she's like, they finna take me to the police station, let me bond out, bring me back to my car. They said, call your brother and tell your brother that you're just going to be a few minutes late. I'm like, this can't be real, right? This can't be fucking real, right? So... I text my brother, like, yeah, man, you know, he's like, I gotta get my luggage and shit anyway, so I don't even worry about it. I said, bro, I'm talking about 15 minutes late. It's like, no, bro, don't cool, don't worry about it. I was like, right. I'm in jail, bro. And he was like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, 
like, yeah, I'm on my way to jail. Like, but they gonna let me bond out. They're gonna bring me back to my cop. My brother was confused. Like, what the fuck? Like, right, that don't happen. That don't make sense. Like, that don't make sense, right? So, uh, imagine we just finished the weigh-ins earlier. You know what I'm saying? And I got like my ticket sale money. You know what I'm saying? And oh, what I ended man. up doing was I went to the bank and deposited, right? And I went to dinner with my family while I ate dinner, whatever. So I get to the police station. I had $208 on me, and my bond was $250 cash. So I had to call my wife again and ask her to bring me 50 bucks. So she's pissed. You know what I'm saying? She's like, fuck, I gotta get up. I thought they said they was gonna blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, they yeah. did say that, right? So I'm sitting in the back of the police station, and he goes, like, hey, man, like, we gotta put you in the cell. I'm like, that's fine. He goes, we'll let you keep your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, but you gotta promise us not to go live on Facebook. I say, I'm fighting tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want nobody to know that I got arrested the day before. And he goes like, fighting? Like what? Like, like UFC? I said, yeah, I'm fighting Melvin Gillard tomorrow. The guy was like, no, you're not. I was like, yes, I am. I'm fighting Melvin Gillard tomorrow. So I pulled my phone out and I showed him the poster. And he was like, now at this time, while I'm doing this, my wife called the promoter. She called Mike Davis. Oh, Jesus. He ain't asked, he was asleep. So the guy looking at me like, we got a celebrity in the building, right? They was like, we gotta put you in the cell, we're not gonna even close it. Take your phone, please promise us you won't go live on Facebook. So I'm sitting in the cell like this, waiting on my wife to bring me 50 bucks because I thought I had 300, but I forgot I went to dinner and ate. Right. You know what I'm saying? And my wife had a couple drinks or whatever, so it left me for like $204. As opposed to right. 250. So I'm sitting on Facebook at like midnight inside of Oakland Jail, right? So I decided to Google these motherfuckers while I'm sitting in jail. Like, there's no way. Police, come on now, man. I grew nah, up yeah, on 79th yeah. Street, bro. They don't do you know what I'm saying? No, this shit don't happen. So when I Google Oakland police, they are ranked the number one nicest police department oh, in yeah. the country. Yeah. They let they get you, they let you go. But they'll do that shit. So I'm like, I gotta win this fight tomorrow. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So now they're like, hey man, if we take the across the street to the ATM machine, you ain't gonna try to run, are you? I said, are y'all fucking serious? Like, y'all saved me six, seven hundred dollars in towing fees. Y'all literally finna take me back to my car. I'm like, let me call and see my wife because I can I'll walk you across the street to the ATM and you can get the other 60. That you didn't have in front of the station. It wasn't in front of the station. There was a bank across the street from the police uh, station. Okay. It goes, we'll walk you across the street to the bank to the ATM and let you get the money. But my wife was like, I'm already here now. You know what I'm saying? So they let her come in and let her come in the back and I'm showing them posters and not me watching fight videos in it. Man, one of the homies had me on Facebook, bro. And so my wife sitting there like, I said, I would have had the money. Like, I'm sorry we had to get up. And you know, she pissed. She had to make the 25-minute drive to come, whatever. But, like, she went back home and I went to pick up my brother. And I'm explaining the tour for the ride back. And he was like, bro, he's like, it's meant to be. I'm like, I got to beat this motherfucker. Yeah, I got to beat this nigga ass. I'm like, because it's meant to be. Like, who gets out of some shit like that? And so... The next day, Mike Davis got the text. He goes to the police department. He's like, I appreciate what y'all did for my fighter. He gave them tickets. They came to the fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Two weeks later, I get a fucking letter in the mail from when they dropped it. Dude, man. So I knew. If I got out of that, because I'm mean, going to tell you, bro, I was doing like 90-something because I had the music blasting. You know what I'm saying? I need you to please. <laughs> I had the Isaac Brothers going. I had my foot to the metal. I was trying to get to the fucking airport. <laughs> 
And that motherfucker, he walked up on the car like, are you okay? Like, he had his head out like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, what you talking about? Yeah. He's like, dude, you was on like dude, 90. That was God right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I said, I got to take care of baby. <laughs> that was on the way to the crib. <laughs> that was I get a picture of this motherfucker, motherfucker Lord, at uh, uh, the 390, facing his lap, getting a lap dance. He wasn't taking me serious. Oh, Are you serious? Are you fooling this? You're talking out of the You didn't make weight. You talking shit during the interviews. You didn't want to do a stand out. Now you get them out there. Then I hear he booked a seminar at a gym in Chicago literally the next day. So you trying to make money on my watch? Yeah. Oh my God. And then look. <laughs> it was personal. I mean, it, was, it was personal. I said, Good. I got to give it to him. I got to give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Somebody. Told him, because he had just he had just lost that Bellator fight, mm-hmm. and Bellator told him to get a good solid win and we'll bring you back. Yeah. Somebody, if it was his manager, somebody told him go beat this kid and get back into Bellator. Yeah, that's and what ended up happening was I whooped him, and now he's like eleven in a row. He done lost like after that, like yeah. him with the bare knuckle. But I don't know what the fuck is going on. Nah, bare knuckle. So, I don't know what's going on, but at the same time, like <laughs> that's how I knew after that night. All of this shit, you can bet, you can, I'm telling you, all of this shit happened, bro. All this shit, I'm like, there's no way I'm losing this fight. Nah, man, that was God. No way I'm losing this fight. Shit, thanks, No man. way I'm losing this fight, man. Yeah. <laughs> you I won. Love that, man. I took care that of this, man. That was the most, probably one of the most dominant fights I've seen outside of the UFC in a long time. I mean, I trained for him. I trained for him. I trained um, to be in every bad position possible. Yep. I already know what I can do when I'm in a good position. Yep. If I'm on top, I'm inside control, if I'm dominating. I know what I can do when I'm in a good position. I trained for 10 weeks to be in bad spots. <laughs> and I started that first round out in a bad spot. Right. And I worked my way out. And what ended up happening was, in the beginning of that second round, I saw him do this. Oh, man. He oh, was he's tired. Yeah. He's training elevation, motherfucker. He's training Colorado. <laughs> He was training for the Exactly. He was Anybody who trains in Colorado and Albuquerque, they got good lungs. If Roy one Jones, thing, if, if one thing they do, they got good lungs. If Roy Jones can go to Colorado and train, and he you can know what I mean? Mike Tyson. And when, and I, I, looked, I, looked, I looked across from that cage in that second round, and I saw that motherfucker do this. And I said, oh, shit, now it's time to turn it up. Mm-hmm. Third round, he was hunched up over in that motherfucking chair. I stayed, you know, my coach is sitting there like, come on, I need to give me five more minutes. We went in this fight, and I jumped up and looked my coach right in the face. You don't believe me? Look at the video. And we started third round. So yeah. you think I'm finna quit on you? I'm finna make this motherfucker my bitch, coach. I'm finna make this motherfucker my bitch. The coach Steve looked at me and was like, go get his ass. Dude. Walked out of the motherfucking cage. Because he was telling me, he was, he was, you know, he being the motivation of coach's motivation. I was up, I was one round of one. I needed the third round to win. And he was like, come on, I said, I need for you. I'm finna make this motherfucker my bitch, coach. He's finna be my bitch, coach. And Steve gave me this look and he smirked at me. And he was like, and he saw what happened that third round. Tried to pound this fucking face in the canvas, you know. Dude. Like good times, man. Like, we can, oh man. We can stop here. You can stop here, man. Dude, I gotta see. Look, this I gotta is probably see. gonna turn into a five-part series, Dude, man. This No, 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 but I tell you, you guys are hearing this shit first. Nobody knows this outside of my wife, my brother, right. you know, my immediate family. Nobody, teammates don't know this. <laughs> my coach knows. 
That's it. Nobody knew this. So this is like breaking news. Like that's amazing, dude. Shout out to Oakland Police Department. God damn, when I tell you, they were like so like soft spoken. It was the fucking supervisor was like, I'm sorry, sir, but like we have to arrest you. And I say, what? I'm trying to talk my way. I'm like, what? He goes, no, no, that's fine. Like. We're gonna park the car here. We're gonna park the car here. But matter of fact, where, where's the key? I said the car's still running. That motherfucker went and pulled my car on the side of that building, pulled it off 101st and Cicero, and gave me the keys back. It was like, no, after we booked you, like, do you have $250 cash? I said, yeah, I do. He goes, we'll book you. We'll bring you back to your car. Just tell your brother you're gonna be a few minutes late. Shout out to the Oakland <laughs> Police Department, Oakland, Illinois boy. Don't try him. But when I tell you, they are ranked, Google it, they are ranked for them. They're one of the nicest police departments in the fucking country. And I am a witness that they are. Because yeah. when I tell you, they cut me hell, it's like doing 90 and like a fucking 55. That's reckless driving easily. Yeah. These motherfuckers charged me $250 to get out of jail. You know <laughs> I got that money back. I got that money back. I got a couple weeks later, they told me they dropped the shit. These motherfuckers came to the fight, supported me in my fight. Oakland Police Department is amazing. A1. A1. Yeah. We can end this. Oh, I got man. My, we my can first end. fight, I got my Steve Kalal story. <laughs> so this is going to end here. Yeah, we can end it there, baby. Right, oh, yeah, for sure, Thank man. Thank you. I'll come back with part two. All right, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah.